You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled, Why and Who, Part 2. Enjoy. Next Sunday, listen, Barry Bennett's coming. Don't miss it. Yeah, bring someone out. He's coming all the way from Colorado. What's Colorado? The what state? Anybody know? The Boulder State? I don't know. What is it? Is it? Yeah, but anyway, he's coming all the way from Colorado, and we're so glad. So because of that, last Sunday, we started talking about uh, Highway Church, why we're here and who we are, okay? It's good to know why you're here, and it's good to know who we are. And the reason that Barry Bennett coming is so significant is he's a, he's a very important part of Andrew Womack Ministries. And why is that important to us? Because Andrew Womack Ministries does a great job of teaching the Bible based on the person and ministry of Jesus Christ, not on man's religious tradition. I want you to catch that, okay? Andrew Womack Ministries, which Barry is coming from, they're, they're based in Colorado, they're all around the world. But Barry is an excellent teacher, and Andrew, of the Bible, but not the Bible based on religious tradition, but the Bible based on the person and ministry of Christ, okay? And that makes all the difference. See, I grew up hearing religious tradition. It didn't help me one bit. I mean, well, I guess at least I heard a little bit about Jesus. Maybe that helped, you know, so I guess it did help me a little bit. I had somewhat of a frame of reference. I knew that Jesus was Lord or was God. But as far as a relationship with him, as far as life abundantly and healing and wisdom and all of the things he provided, I didn't really have a clue about that, see? But the, the reason that happens is far too, hap, far too often in churches, the Bible is taught through a very thick lens of religious tradition, okay? The Bible's taught through a distorted lens of man's religious philosophies, and that's not going to set you free, okay? What will set you free is knowing Christ in real life, experiencing his love for you today. That's what sets you free. So we're on the lookout for ministries and churches that are willing to teach the Bible based on the person and ministry of Jesus rather than man's religious tradition. So sometimes what you do is you have ministers teaching you things they learned in seminary, but they're not in agreement with the person of Christ. You know that? And what opens the door to experience God is what you believe. Our beliefs are paramount. Right? So if I believe it's, God, it's not God's will to heal me, I'm not going to be able to receive healing. Okay? I've got to know it's his will. And I've got to know he's provided it for me through Christ. And I've got to know that all I need to do to receive it is simple faith in him. Okay? Unfortunately, that is not taught near enough. That is not preached near enough. So that's why we're here at Highway Church to teach the Bible based on the person and ministry of Christ rather than man's religious tradition, okay? I mean, if we're Christ's ambassadors, shouldn't we be saying what he said? I mean, if, if a, a religious leader teaches me something different than what Jesus demonstrated, shouldn't I stay with Jesus? Isn't he higher? Isn't he Lord, right? So if he said it, if he did it, I believe it no matter what anybody says, right? It's truth. 
And when you hear the good news about how much God loves you, about what he's done for you through his son, Jesus Christ, and about who you become through faith in Christ, you'll never be the same, all right? So we want to encourage you, and I do it regularly, to, to take off those religious goggles. Don't ever put them on again. And just listen to Jesus, okay? And receive from him. And then we're going to have some prayer afterward for, for healing, okay? Hallelujah. So at Highway Church, we have a message. And you guys know that the message, no matter what it is, whether it's Apple or Disney or uh, any organization, the message is the most important part of that message. What Highway Church, our message is this. God loves you so much that he gave you his son. He sent his son so that you could be whole, spirit, soul, and body today. That God is a good father that God is not responsible for all the junk going on in this world. God doesn't use bad things to teach people things. God is not passing judgment on people and sending storms and sicknesses. He doesn't operate that way, all right? Jesus taught that Satan was the ruler of this world, okay? That he's the thief. He's the one that steals and kills and destroys. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and might have it more abundantly. That's our message. Jesus came so that you can have life and have it more abundantly, and he's infinitely greater than any storm, than any disease, than anything the enemy could ever try and bring against you. That's our message, okay? That's why we're here. We want people to know this. We want people to know that through Christ, you have authority over Satan. That's not preached enough. Through Christ, you have authority over disease. From a teeny tiny sniffle to cancer. Whatever, wherever you want to put it on the spectrum, Jesus bore it for you. And you have authority over it. But you need to exercise that. You need to open up your mouth and take authority over it. And say, get out of my life, you're a thief. And you don't belong here anymore. Sickness, go in the name of Jesus Christ. You realize how many believers don't know that? Take authority over sickness? What are you talking about? That's why we're here, all right? And that's why we're excited about Barry coming. He's a great teacher of that. You'll really be blessed. That's why we're excited about Andrew Womack Ministries, great ministry. You want to go, go online to YouTube and search Andrew Womack Ministries or Barry Bennett or Karis Bible College Healing School, you'll be blessed. Kenneth Copeland Ministries, we're so thankful for them. And uh, Kenneth and his grandson, Jeremy, uh, what we like about Kenneth Copeland Ministries, we see a continuity between the generations, you know, grandfather, father, son, each generation. If you want to grow in, in knowledge of healing and experiencing healing, go on YouTube and Google Gloria Copeland Healing School. During their crusade, she does a Saturday morning session that's outstanding. Love it. But just go YouTube, Gloria Copeland Healing School. It's outstanding. Joseph Prince Ministries. Highly recommend them. You'll go to his website. I think it's Joseph, I don't know if it's josephprince.org, but there's something on the top. It's uh, under one of the menus. It's called um, Daily Grace Inspirations. And it's an email you can subscribe for. It's free. I get it every day. And man, they're so good. 
There's two different daily emails you can get. This is called, day, they're both good. Uh, daily Grace Inspirations is what I'm talking about. But we want to highlight these ministries. And anytime we have an opportunity to build a relationship with them, I mean, we'll partner with them financially. And anytime we have a time to meet them or, or build a relationship with them, we're very thankful for that. So we're thankful for Barry coming. And, and, and we, we, we value like precious faith. When someone's willing to take Jesus at his word, we won't, we're, we're there. We're with them. All right? And faith comes by hearing, right? Remember last week? So people need a physical place where they can come and hear what you're hearing. I mean, thank God for, for videos and, and internet and podcasts and any, any means of hearing the word. But there's something special about being in the physical presence of the ministry of the word. It's just something special about it. You know, and God's plan is that we could all enjoy that. But what's happened over time, sometimes that's hard to find in your geographical area. It's not easy to find around here. I'm not from this area originally. I'm telling you, it's different in different parts of the country. This is an area that needs a lot more churches preaching what we're preaching. Okay? So when there's something special. So take advantage of the podcast. Ours are free at highwaychurch.us. Just click on the podcast button. You can download them. You can share them however you want to listen to them. Take advantage of the videos on Vimeo. We have a Vimeo channel with Bible studies on it. They're free. And, he, and these other ministries. But boy, don't miss out on the physical presence of the ministry of the Word. Okay? We're going to see how important that is here in a minute. So that's what we're providing people, this physical place in this geographical area. And we're, we're, we're expecting them to come from the east, from the north, from the south, from the west, from far, you know, 50-mile radius, come from all around, because it's worth the drive. When you, when you can be in the physical presence of the, the, the liberating gospel of Christ, it will transform you. You will grow stronger by coming here. You're like, and if you receive the word, right, if you put your faith in Christ, grab a hold of the, the gospel, the good news that we share, and go home and speak it and believe it and speak it and believe it and speak it. I believe you're going to leave here today stronger than when you came in. Isn't that good? Sure, it is. Yeah, you know, when you go to the gym and you work out, you know you're, you're getting stronger. Do you feel stronger right away? Sometimes you feel like, oh, right? Whew. You do a good workout, it's like, woo, okay. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the next day after that one, right? But you're getting stronger, all right? You're getting stronger. You don't always feel it, but you are. You're getting stronger right now. Eyes are being opened, right? Strongholds are being dismantled. Things are happening now. How? Through the faith in the Word of God. Don't leave here today the same. Don't leave here carrying depression anymore. Leave here with the joy of the Lord. All right? Hallelujah. So one of the things that people are going to hear and that they need to hear, and, and when they come to Highway Church, is what I said earlier, that Jesus didn't come to establish a religion. He came to bring us into a real, healing, life-transforming relationship with God as our Father. Let's look at John 3.16. 
I mean, when I began reading the words of Jesus, I thought, oh, I wish someone would have told me this a long time ago. I found out there were a lot of pain that I was carrying I didn't need to carry anymore, a lot of weights and worries and stress that I didn't need to carry anymore. You guys know that tune? What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry everything to Him in prayer. Ain't it true, right? Don't carry any pain out of here. Whether it be some, something that someone did to you, let it go. Whether it be a sickness or something that's challenging you, cast it off of you. Receive healing today, all right? Don't take any pain out of this place because Jesus bore it for you. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Notice it doesn't say for God was so mad at the world, right? People have gotten that impression by coming to churches. Why? Because the people give them that impression. Shouldn't happen. People, when they come in here, I want them to be happy because we're happy. <laughs> we're happy because God's happy. <laughs> right? We love them because God loves them. All right? So God loves the world. He doesn't hate the world. He's grieved sometimes by all the, the terrible things that are happening. But you know, he can't change them. He's given us the authority to do that. He gave us authority over the enemy, us authority over the earth. He's looking to us to take our place as sons and daughters and set people free. Hallelujah. So he so loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son. Now, if I had $100 million and I gave you $10,000, not really a big deal, is it? You know how much $100 million is, right? And $10,000 is what? What percentage of that? The small percentage, right? But if I had $1 to my name, and I gave that to you. I gave you a lot, didn't I? That's the only dollar I have. And I gave, God had one son, and he gave him for you. He didn't have 10 sons, or 20, or 30, or 100. He had one, and he gave him for you. He gave you everything. Why did he do that? So that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, this is one of the things you'll hear regularly at Highway Church. Religion has created its own definition of eternal life. And I want you to toss it in the, the garbage, all right? Religion has created this definition of eternal life, and it, it tells people eternal life means going to heaven. <clears throat> Wrong answer. Jesus is not talking about going to heaven here. Did you know that? What does eternal life mean? He's talking about a quality 
of life that God has provided for us now through faith in his son. Now, eternal's a word that means perpetual. Means it's happening now. If it's not happening now, it's not eternal. That's what eternal means. Perpetual. Perpetual means it's ongoing. It doesn't stop. And it lasts forever. I mean, what, what level of quality are we talking about if it doesn't stop and last forever? Can you imagine that? I mean, they're coming out with better batteries, right, that last longer. But we're talking about a level, a quality level that never runs out, that is always active, that never gets weaker. Jesus came so that you could experience this quality of life today. Vine's Expository Dictionary expines, uh, excuse me, defines this term here, eternal life. Life in the Greek is zoe, in this way. Life in the absolute sense. Life as God has it. So God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have life in the absolute sense, shall have life as God has it. So going to heaven is one of the results of eternal life, but it is not the definition of eternal life. You understand the difference? If you have eternal life, heaven's your home. Yes, you'll be there. Don't worry about that. But you have life now. What kind of life? Life as God has it. Life in the absolute sense is yours now, and it's inside of you now, right now, if you put your faith in Christ. You have life in the absolute sense inside of you now, and it's stronger than anything that could ever come against you. All right? Isn't this good to hear this? I love how Jesus... Well, let's look at the Amplified... Um, well, let's go to John 17.3. I'm sorry. Let's go to John 17.3. Jesus defines eternal life in this way. This is eternal life, that they may know you, K-N-O-W. That means experience, that they may have experience with you, like a husband experiences his wife. That's what that means that they may taste you daily, that they may experience who you are daily. That's eternal life. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. Look how the Amplified says it. And this is eternal life. It means to know, to experience, to taste, to perceive, to recognize, to become acquainted with and understand you. That's different than what religion teaches, isn't it? Religion kind of gives you the idea you can never really know him, right? He's kind of foggy and far away and he's unapproachable. Not true. Jesus wants you to be close to him, intimate with him. He wants you to taste and experience him every day for the rest of your life. That's what eternal life is. 
Hallelujah. And this type, this quality of life is not experienced through religion. It's experienced through relationship with him. That means Sunday is important to us. We love coming together and worshiping, but when we leave here, our relationship is just going on, right? It's vibrant all the time. We're, he's, he's in our hearts. Our minds are stayed on him. We're filling our hearts with his promises, right? We've got a new promise of the month this month. You know what it is? It's Jeremiah 29, 11. Anybody know that one? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Who told you that? Right? Who are you listening to? My plans for your life are to prosper you, to heal you, to make you whole, to take you high. Jeremiah 29, 11, that's our promise of the month, and it's a new month, right? April 2nd. April Fool's Day was yesterday. Judah was going around the house pulling pranks on everybody. We're trying to think how we can get him back. He locked me in the kitchen. I couldn't get out of the kitchen. That's what he did to me. You know? Yeah, I didn't know he could do it, but he did it. So, um, there are worse places to be locked in, I guess. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so this is so good. It's so good. So Jesus didn't come so we could go to heaven. He came to reunite us with the Father. We were separated from God through our sin. And it's interesting, I was listening to a message from Bill Winston Ministries, another great ministry based in Chicago to listen to. Um, but he was talking about when Adam fell. And it's so true. You know, we kind of read the Old Testament sometimes, and it talks about Adam falling, and then death entered the human race, and death entered the earth. And we think, well, this kind of changed a little bit. Everything changed to the subatomic level. Our bodies changed, the earth changed, the environment changed. Uh, the poisonous things uh, sprung into being things that God made to be healing, turned, got perverted. Storms came into the earth. But when Christ came, he brought us into a new uh, realm, a new kingdom. It's a kingdom of life. So you can be living in this fallen world, but living a victorious life through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? He reunited us with the Father. And as I was going through this, yesterday a song came to mind from the 70s. You guys know Peaches and Herb? Reunited and it feels so good. Reunited and it's understood. Uh, what's the next line? Help me out because it's understood. There's one perfect fit. And Jesus, you are, I know you are here. I put those words in there. <laughs> we're both so excited because we're reunited. Yeah, we're reunited. We're excited. There's one perfect fit. Jesus is it. And we both know it, right? And we're so excited to be reunited and walking with him. Hallelujah. So we're in John 3.16. Let's read the next verse, verse 17. So Jesus came to bring us into this relationship. That's why we're here to teach people this. 
to help people experience it for themselves, to give them a physical place so they can leave their homes and come here. Sometimes, unfortunately, home can be a crazy place. You need to get out of there and find a place of peace and come here and get the peace of Christ, then bring it to your home and, and turn that place into a peaceful place, right? I was telling Jennifer, I'm so glad for the peace we have in our home. People wouldn't believe it's possible. We have such a peace there and have had that ever since we've had a home. Hallelujah. It's because of Jesus, right? So verse 17, so Jesus didn't come to condemn people. He came to heal them. He came to save them. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Once again, what does that word S-A-V-E mean? Well, religion has created its own definition of that word again. Guess what they say that word means? Going to heaven. <clears throat> Wrong answer. That's not what that word means. You're going to misunderstand what Jesus taught. He's not talking about going to heaven. In fact, that word, S-A-V-E, in the Greek is S-O-Z-O, sozo. You want to know what that word means? To deliver, to heal, to make whole, to preserve, and to protect. So God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to deliver, to heal, to make whole, to preserve, and protect people. Jesus came to protect you from the things of this world. Are you wearing your protection? Are you wearing the word of God, the promises of God? Is your faith in him? Are you wearing Psalm 91? Hallelujah. So that's why he came. In fact, the Amplified says this. For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge. Don't judge me. <laughs> to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world. So we don't do it, right? We imitate Jesus, right? People shouldn't get that idea from us when they're around us that we're judging them. Because Jesus didn't do it. That's why people who were lost like being around him. It was the religious people that had a hard time being around Jesus in most cases. Not all of them, but several of them. But that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound. You know what sound means? Free from defect, decay, or damage. Free from injury or disease. Deep and unbroken unshakable, thorough, complete, and perfect. That's what sound means. Through him, he's provided that for us. So Jesus came so that you could have wholeness now and go to heaven later. <laughs> oh, that's good. Jesus came to make people whole. And it's available to you right now. No matter who you are or where you're from, through simple faith in his word. Let's look a little bit closer at this before we go into our prayer time here. Let's go to Mark chapter 3. 
Jesus taught and demonstrated beyond the shadow of a doubt that it is God's will to heal us, every one of us. He taught beyond the shadow of a doubt that it's God's will for us to be whole from the top of our head to the soles of our feet and that it's available to anyone through simple faith in Christ. Now look at this. We're going to look at this word save, sozo. You'll see it throughout the ministry of Christ, but we want to understand what it really means. Again, you could say if someone is saved, they are going to heaven. That is true. If they're believing God for the forgiveness of their sins and Jesus as their Savior. But that may be a result of eternal salvation, but it's not the definition of it, okay? So let's look at at how, how it's used in the ministry of Christ. Remember, we're teaching the Bible from the perspective of Christ, right? From the person and ministry of Christ, not from religious tradition. And he entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand. Notice Jesus noticed that. Notice that he noticed, right? Why did Jesus notice that? Because Jesus is against sickness. It's contrary to his nature. And whenever uh, you enter into an atmosphere that's contrary to your nature, you notice it. Because it's not who you are. So I'm a different person than I was before I put my faith in Christ. And if I would go back into some of the same atmospheres, it feels very different to me. Because I'm different now. So Jesus came into the synagogue and immediately his attention was drawn to a man with a withered hand because it's his will to make whole. That's his nature and it hasn't changed. And they watched him. Who was they? Who was watching him? The religious leaders. Why? Because they taught the scriptures through the lens of their religious tradition. And God's standing in front of them. They can't even see him. That's what, what wrong thinking will do. And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day. They met on Saturday, the Sabbath. That they might accuse him. Can you imagine that? They want to stop him from healing this man. That's what religion wants. Religion wants you to be sick. So its doctrine can be exalted. I'm just, I just got to say some of these things. I know they're shocking. It's part of my calling, so... Excuse me. <laughs> oh, what was a TV show they used to say? Is that rerun uh, from what's happening back in the 80s? I don't know. Anyway, you guys ever watch 80s TV? I grew up on it. So there was a show called What's Happening. Or maybe it was JJ on Good Times. No, he said Shazam. I don't know. You guys need to brush up on your 70s and 80s TV. Okay. So they're, they're, they're ready to accuse Jesus. He's about to do a terrible thing. He's about to heal someone. <laughs> so he says unto the man, Jesus, he's not even paying attention to the religious people. He's not, in other words, he's not going to let them stop him. Which had the withered hand, he says, stand forth. And he says unto them, is it lawful? Who's he talking to now? Religious leaders. If you want to be like this, let me tell you what the truth is. Is it lawful to do, to do good? What's good? Healing is good. Isn't that obvious? Why does religion teach that's bad? Healing is good. God is good. Healing is good. God heals. 
right? Is it lawful to do good, to heal on the Sabbath days? Or to do evil? What's evil? Sickness, disease, depression, confusion, lack is evil. You need to know what's good and what's evil, okay? So is it lawful to do good or to do evil? What's the obvious answer? Good, right? If you're staying with Jesus. Religion makes it awfully confusing. And then he paired, look what he says, to save. There's that word again, sozo. To heal, to protect, to make whole, to preserve, to deliver. To save life or to kill. But they held their peace. They're not going to answer. Religion doesn't have an answer for Jesus. Doesn't have one. (laughs) And when he had looked round about on them with anger, now he's mad. He didn't hate them, but he was mad. Why? They're standing in the way of a man's healing. He'd been coming to that church, and he never heard the good news that God wanted him well. Man, that's frustrating. That's why we're here. Bring people who need healing. Tell them God wants you to be well. Come to my church. And receive healing. Doesn't matter what their condition is. Bring them. The kingdom of God is at hand. And when he looked around about on them with anger, do you want him to be angry at you? I don't want to be angry at me. So I'm going to tell people the good news. Right? Being grieved. Why? For the hardness of their hearts. This is Jesus. This is God in the flesh. And this stuff is happening in churches today still grieves him. He said unto the man, stretch forth your hand. He stretched it out, and the hand was restored whole, restored whole as the other. And he's the same right now. Okay? He's the same right now. Let's go to Mark chapter 5. This is his will. This is who he is, and he's not going to change. Aren't you glad? But you've got to know this because his will doesn't happen automatically. Jennifer was sharing with me yesterday. She was listening to Gloria Copeland's, uh, I don't know if it was her healing school or just a broadcast, but she was talking about that. You have to take a hold of what God has provided for you. It doesn't automatically happen. People need to know that. People have been taught if it's God's will, it'll happen. No, it won't. We play a part in that. We've got to believe it. We've got to speak it with our mouth and believe it in our heart. We've got to resist the darkness. We've got to resist whatever it is that's contrary to his will. And we've got to take our place and take authority over it, right? And you will grow strong in your authority when you stay with Jesus, all right? Mark 5, 22 And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be sozo in the Greek. Same word in John 3.17. Same word. Is it opening up to you? 
that God came to heal us? Jesus came to heal us? That she may be sozo, John 3, 17, and she shall live. Same chapter, verse 24. So people heard about this sozo ministry. They heard that Jesus makes whole. That's why they were coming to him, to hear him and to be healed. So, so this, this um, ruler comes to him, and in verse 24, Jesus goes with him. Why would he go out of his way? Why would he change his schedule? Because it's his desire to heal. It's his will to do so, right? And on the way, this woman with an issue of blood for 12 years, been suffering a long time, I spent all of her money on physicians, was nothing better. She had heard of Jesus, verse 27. Let's go to verse 27. When she had heard of Jesus, what'd she hear about him? He's the God of wholeness. That's what his name means. Do you know that? Jesus is, is from Yeshua in the Hebrew. It means the God of salvation. What is the God of wholeness. She heard about the one who is wholeness. And Jesus Christ means, Christ means anointed. He's the one who is whole. Excuse me. He is the God of wholeness and the one anointed to make whole. And she heard about him. When, he had heard, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garments. Look what she said. If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be sozo. John 3.17. So we could read John 3.17 as this, that God sent his son in the world not to condemn the world, but to make whole people through faith in him. So that people could be made whole through faith in him. Okay? So she began to say that with her mouth and believe it in her heart. And what happened? She touched him and she was made whole. Let's see. Let's, let's for time's sake, let's keep going. We'll read all those verses. Let's go down to verse 34. So she touches him. She's made whole. And in verse 34, look what Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith. No, he's, notice he didn't say my will. His will is healing. But we have to believe that. You have to know that. You have to say that like the woman said that. All right? He says, your faith in who I am and what I've done for you, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. That's the word irene, which means well-being, wholeness, to be set at one again, and be you know what that word is? It's not so, excuse me, I skipped a word. Thy faith hath made thee whole. That word is sozo. Thy faith hath made thee sozo. John 3, 17. Are you seeing this? It's all throughout the Gospels. It's, it's part of his ministry. It's just as part, much a part of his ministry as forgiveness of sins. Healing is just as much the will of God for you as forgiving you of your sins. Just as much. No less. Because that's who he is. But you got to know that. you got to be hearing what you're hearing. When you hear this, if you don't reject it, it'll boost your confidence. Your faith will begin to grow so that you can receive healing in your life, okay? So he says, daughter, your faith has sozo, made you whole. Go in irene, wholeness, and be whole. And that's another word, I don't know how to say it, hygias. It also means wholeness, of thy plague. Let's look at Mark 6, 56. We doing Okay. We're just learning the Bible through Jesus, right, based on who he is, not on religious tradition, okay? Uh, and, and listen, I'm thankful for churches. We're not mad at anybody, 
All right, I'm thankful for any church that teaches people to put their faith in Christ. We're talking about ideas, all right? We're talking about uh, wrong thinking that blocks people from receiving the healing and life that Christ came to give them, all right? So we're not mad at anybody. We're mad at the devil, right? We're mad at sickness and things that would block healing or people from receiving this life. So Mark 6.56, and whithersoever he entered, look at this, into villages or cities or country, he laid the sick, they laid the sick in the streets. Why would they do this? That's kind of strange. Someone comes to town, you bring the sick out of their home and lay them in the street. That's not a good place for them to be. Why? They heard he was sozo, that you get sozoed through faith in him. So they're taking sick and they're bringing them, they're laying them in the streets. And he besought them that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made sozo. John 3, 17. It's all over. It's all over the ministry of Jesus. So his name is synonymous with wholeness. Now look at a couple more scriptures here. Look at Luke 5. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed. Hearing's got to precede that. The word always precedes the healing. Always. God sent his word and healed them. All right? Because it's by faith. If you don't hear it, how are you going to have faith? We want people to hear what you're hearing. That's why we're here. That's why we're excited about Barry coming next week, to bring people who need healing next week. Great multitudes came together to hear, that comes first, not to be healed and hear, but to hear and be healed by him of their infirmities. All right? Now, interesting. You know what that word healed is there? It's therapeuo. I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's where we get our word therapy. The best therapy you could ever have is to be in the presence of the spoken word of God, to hear what he's done for you, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. There's nothing more powerful than that. Therapy. They came for therapy. And this kind of therapy makes you whole. Luke 6.17, similar passage, says this. He came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to what first? Hear him. Yeah, signs and wonders follow the word, right? People are looking for signs and wonders, but they haven't heard the word, right? It always follows the word. God's word always comes first. If you want to see the miraculous power of God in your life, just believe his word. I've seen it. You know, I've noticed how people are fascinated with the supernatural. Guess what? I'm not. Because I know Jesus. I've seen him. I haven't seen him physically. I've seen his life and power manifest in my body and in my life. And and supernatural things don't fascinate me. Why do I say that? Because people will travel to different places to hear you know, or to see some sign and some wonder. 
We lived in a foreign country and people traveled from all over to see this statue that was supposed to every once in a while cry blood. I wasn't interested. The supernatural doesn't fascinate me. Jesus inspires me. When you've been inspired and tasted Jesus, you won't be searching for signs and wonders. People will go places to try and hear prophets, and prophets is a legitimate ministry. It's a legitimate calling on a person's life. But do you know what prophecy is? In Revelation 19.10, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So if, if someone is truly a prophet, they'll be testifying of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Guess what you're hearing right now? Prophecy. People are looking for, you know, shocking supernatural lightning bolts. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. People don't understand, but they're becoming fleshly or carnal. When you're looking for external signs, you're missing it. You can't see God with your eyes. How are you going to find him with your eye? He's a spirit. And those who worship him must worship. So I listen. When I listen to prophets, I'm listening for the testimony of Jesus. Okay? You can be misled by looking for signs. Satan can manipulate the things of this world to try and lead you astray. I was at a men's meeting. And I went just, you know, out of courtesy. It was a men's retreat. And uh, they were sitting around on the first night talking about, you know, the, the pastor who was leading, he said, okay, tell us where you're from and what church you're from. They all went around and told their stories. I said, well, or what denomination? I said, I'm not in a denomination. They said, well, I said, I'm just a follower of Christ, you know. They didn't quite know what to do. Well, you got to, no, I, I just believe Jesus, you know. And uh, then a couple of the guys that were there started talking about this supernatural experience they had in a foreign country. They traveled to this foreign country, because they had heard that up on this mountaintop, when certain prayers and rituals take place, that this entity manifests. These are men who believed in Christ to a, to a measure, you know. And they went there and they told of these dark clouds that came in as these prayers went forth and how the atmosphere changed. And they were so amazed at this. Now, I, I didn't say anything. I just sat there. But I knew what was taking place. What they saw wasn't Jesus. It definitely was, I don't doubt that it happened. It was supernatural, but it wasn't the Spirit of God. So just because something supernatural happens doesn't mean it's the Holy Spirit. He brings peace and wholeness, not fear, not confusion. If it's the Holy Spirit, whether it's an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, the testimony of Jesus will be there. That's a litmus test you can use, okay? Stay with Jesus. All right. Hallelujah. Did we read that verse yet? To hear him and be healed? Yeah, to hear and be healed of their diseases. There it is again. Amen. Uh, to be healed, that's another word there, Iome, which means to be healed, to be cured. All right. Acts 10.38. I love this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. What's good? Healing. Doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God 
was with him. I love that. That's the will of God. Healing all who are oppressed of the devil. Why? For he was the will of God in the flesh. God was with him. Where God is, there is healing. Now, next week, we're going to take this a little farther into the book of Acts. Powerful. We had more time, we do it now. But I'd like to devote a little time to ministry right now. I want you to know, Jesus said, you know what, guys? Can we put a, up on the screen Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 8? Matthew chapter 10, you can do King James, is fine. Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 8. I want, I want you to receive healing this morning. There's no reason for you to be sick anymore. I, I've ministered to so many people over the years, and they say, well, I believe God will heal me, but it's not his time yet. And boy, I try and get him to say, it is his time. Right now is his time. You don't have to wait anymore. He did it, right? Now, if Jesus hadn't come, well, then I don't know. We'd have to come up with another answer there. But Jesus came, and he did it. So this is Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. This is Jesus again. It says, he called his 12 disciples. These were the 12 that were closest to him. He gave them power against unclean spirits, those are demons, to cast them out. And look at this. And to heal all manner of sickness. That includes depression. That includes anything that man has no answer for, which is a lot of stuff, isn't it? All manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Wow. What's the next verse say? Let's see, we're going to keep going? No, keep going. Next one. Next one. Next one. Next one. Next one. Yeah, they were sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Now, look at this. He says, as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is here. <laughs> there were no lightning bolts coming out of his fingertips. He didn't look any different than you do in terms of some kind of external aura about him. He didn't. Isaiah tells us that. He, he didn't look at, there was nothing about his external appearance that may, caused him to stand out. But he was God. He was wrapped in flesh just like you and me. But the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means you can touch it. If it's at hand, it's close to you. I'm touching my pants right now because it's at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Look at the next verse. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick. It's the will of the king. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received. Freely give. If you need healing this morning, I want to invite you to come forward. I want to bless you. You can receive it in your seat. It's up to you. You can receive it anywhere. But if you'd like prayer for healing, just come forward. You can receive it anywhere. But I felt the Lord encouraging me to do this today, so we're going to do it. You sing that touch the hand. You know that At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. 
put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good he is.